Yo, this is the ancient Texan. It's a Wednesday hump day. I was thinking about meaningful political discussions. I have um, probably only a very few conservative friends. And I only have one that I can, you know, we try to carry on a discussion. And I've had several in the past that I've, I've been kind of in a similar situation where I could carry on a discussion. And I have quite a few that that's political discussions are just off the table. And you probably have people in your family or friends that you know you just can't bring up politics because everything goes to hell in a basket and you just ended up yelling at each other or you shut up and just you know let the words roll off but it's very hard to like have a discussion and listen to each other and make points And I've really been working on how the hell do I have a discussion with somebody that sees the world in quite a bit different way. And they've arrived at some point where they're a conservative in this day and era. It means they probably support Trump, but not, not necessarily, but you know, 80, 90% are gonna support Trump or a liberal like me, um, and probably 90% of us are gonna support Biden. Although, there's a progressive wing that uh, I could be persuaded to follow also. Oh, now how the hell do we have a conversation? Okay, there's a couple of serious problems and, I, and I'll tell you ahead of time I don't actually have the answer to the question I'm asking but I think I've got a little bit of uh, some ideas on where we can shine some light on things first let's start off with our sources of information uh, my conservative friends send me videos that I label as conspiracy theories. I did a podcast back a couple of episodes ago on a part of a conspiracy theory. Another conservative friend just sent me one with these three religious guys telling me the end of the world was coming. So the first thing we have to do to have a meaningful discussion um, with the other side is to agree on our source of information, our source of news, our source of facts, our source of theories. And even before that, I might back up. We have to agree, the two of us, to say 
to be careful with what we call a fact, what we call a theory, what we call a story. And most of what most people call a fact is in fact a story. The actual fact behind it is um, it, it's a conclusion and a conclusion almost by necessity is a theory, a story. A fact is usually based on is a observation and even that's hard to do a, an objective evaluation like the scenes where you have people playing basketball and you're supposed to watch this video and see how many times the white team touches the basketball and a gorilla walks through the scene and you're watching the basketball so hard you don't see the gorilla walk through that's a, a bias you have because you have a mission in your mind and that mission in your mind is so focused on picking up facts, observations that fit your purpose, fit your mission, that you're almost blind to everything else. So, you know, the old eyewitness convicts a person, well, that's a horrible evidence is that we're not very good at that. Uh, and it actually takes a lot of work, and as a scientist, to actually even do non-biased observations. But let's call, you know, something that's an observed item, and maybe we have to have it observed by several people. We'll call those our facts, and when we start reaching conclusions, uh, we'll label that as a theory, or if you want to label it, um, you know, it's kind of a long, involved um, opinion, we'll call that your story, or your opinion. But we won't call those facts. So first we have to, you know, agree on what's fact, opinion, theory, and be careful with the word choice. So that can real easy, that discussion can go down the tube pretty fast. But you could set up some definitions and probably sort that out if two people really want to talk and if they don't want to really talk and learn from each other you're probably not gonna doesn't matter anyway then the second thing you have to do is you know, where are you going to get your information and your sources of course most of it's going to come up from the internet these days and um, I would pick you know New York Times Washington Post um, the Economist is one of my favorite, BBC News. The other side might pick Fox News, and I don't know who their second choice is. Um, PBS News I like. Um, MSNBC I would say is pretty biased, pretty liberal. I don't think they're objective. I don't think they're very careful with sorting out stuff they call facts uh, or treat it like it's fact, like it's it's true and it's irrefutable. They don't do a careful job between um, 
labeling the information they're giving you as either um, here's the best we can to report what happened uh, and here's our beliefs and opinions and here's our story about what's happened and what it means um, in editorial I don't think they do a good job and Fox certainly doesn't do a good job I found out Fox News Fox Business does a little better job if you know they have political sections sections on Fox News and that kind of goes off down the tube uh, but a lot of their uh, uh, reporting on the economics and what's happening in the economy and kind of an analysis of that is, is done pretty well. A lot of it. I can't say I've listened to a whole bunch. B, uh, BBC from uh, England's done pretty well. Of course, has a you know nice white English... Uh, spin on things I don't think they can quite get that out of their system and the economists might have some of that too uh, but they're pretty well done they're much done much better than uh, on our side and then there's places like NBC and CBS and a um, whole variety of them all of them are um, I don't think we live in an age um that has objective news. Some of the, the... They had a Middle East... I can't think of the name of it right now. Maybe I'll think of it in a second. Uh, but it was pr pretty good, but they went out of business. So first we have to agree on, you know, calling facts, facts, theories, theories, stories. Then we have to agree on a news source. Now, I think that's... I think that's almost impossible to go through and pick on a news source that you'll agree. Um, so I, I think most political discussions stop right there. I don't think, you know, agreeing on a common source of news is uh, possible. At least I haven't been able to get across that source. Maybe um, you could work out some compromise and say we'll each we'll pick a story we want to discuss uh, and then we'll get a video on each side and listen to it and see what we can agree are the facts. That already sounds like a lot of work. A lot more work than most people are going to be willing to do. But let's say you could magically, you know, get somebody that's serious to agree on labeling information correctly. What category it fits into, which most of the times is stories and theories. And then you could agree on a common source of information or a hybrid source of information. You still wouldn't be home to have a reasonable discussion. All right, what's part three of this? You have different values. Liberals, um, 
tend to not want borders and they want open and maximum interaction with others. Um, conservatives want borders, things well-defined, everything into its place. They want law and order. Um, liberals want um, lots of interaction, uh, intermingling. Their emphasis is on growth and learning. Conservatives are having things structured and everything in its place. Um, compassion is high up on the on liberal agenda. Um, responsibilities high up on conservative agendas. And if you go through the whole spectrum of values, and there's a lot of values. They're basically anything that you think is important and that you use to guide your life is a value. You would find that if you could agree on labeling information correctly and the source of your information, and now you've got the, the facts and the theories uh, and opinions all laid out, and you want to have discussion about, you know, say what Trump said at the Republican convention or what um, was said at the Democrat convention. Then you'd have to agree um, on what what values you're going to use to judge a certain action. For instance, if um, Trump's talking about his wall, what value, and that, that, that would be almost impossible to do without setting some kind of context too, build a wall? Well, I don't think actually building the wall has any you know, there's no nothing moral, immoral right there. A wall's a wall. But the context is uh, conservative would, would be saying it's very important to keep um, control of our borders and to keep immigrants out. And I, as a liberal, I'd actually agree that we should control our borders. So maybe this is a bad example. But that wouldn't be the discussion the, the discussion would be whether spending money on the wall was more important than some other activity that's picked from a shopping list of things that liberals want to do. So you can already see how complicated this is. I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, maddening, so complicating. So then you'd have to kind of define exactly, you can't just talk about an activity like building a wall um, in, in isolation. Now you have to start talking about what's the priority for spending money. You know, and I might throw a few slams in there about putting babies in cages and the way we treat immigrants, which is actually a different subject than building the wall. So, but it would 
that's the kind of thing that would come up. And then they would go on to a, like, well, the people shouldn't be coming up here. And then I would go on to, well, they're coming up here because, you know, the drug lords that exist because of our drug laws. So we're now, we're now spinning into 10 other issues. Um, and we're still trying to decide what we're going to discuss. Um, and, and I know this is all hypothetical, but if you've been in any of these conversations, um, that's kind of how they go. At least that's how mine go. We can't even get, you know, common source of information and we can't really agree even what we're discussing. I've, I've kind of reached the conclusion that these are unwinnable from either side because it's like a game with no rules. It's just chaos all over the damn place. Um, and I've decided, you know, that it, if we're going to make any difference in the world, it, it, it's not going to be on, you know, changing other people by having more sophisticated and smarter and, you know, making, you know, scores on our, our brilliance and being right. Uh, that just doesn't, just doesn't work out very well, as I've kind of tried to illustrate. What, here's my two cents on what to do. Ask questions. Let the other side, even if you're, this works for you if you're conservative and asking a liberal or you're liberal like me asking a conservative. I ask questions about the other person's opinion. Like you can start off, where did you get that information? And that, that takes care of 90% of discussions because they tell me and I say, I don't know if there are those reliable people and they'll say yes and I'll say how do they know that and you know that's usually kind of dissipates the discussion but you know they might say that they got it from Fox News and I might listen to it and may actually say well gee I got the same thing from uh, MSNBC I don't know if that's actually ever possible obviously very hypothetical um, so we'll, okay, we'll, we'll take that on the surface that that, that really happened. Sometimes it's, it's something Trump says and, uh, both sides report exactly the same narrative from Trump. That's an example of where that happens quite a bit. Well, now, uh, the question quite often comes up is that truth or fiction that he just said. So you have to break it into a couple of pieces, obviously, and take one sentence at a time. And then you can start asking questions about, do you believe that? Do you think that's true? Why do you believe that? What, uh, maybe if it's a particular value involved, you could bring up, a question such as 
from a compassionate point of view, I would think so-and-so, what do you think about that? And they'll say, I've literally had people say, screw compassion. This guy shouldn't have been doing that. So therefore, it was all right to shoot him. Whatever. Um, So, and you've got to be real careful in asking the questions that um, you don't slam the question with a lot of bias. Make it as clean and simple and there and of course you got bias you can't get rid of it you got it inside of yourself and it's going to come out on your pen but make an effort to write questions that help you understand his line of thinking or her line of thinking and and try that on and see how it goes and i think you'll and don't worry about being right because that that's just going down a dead-end alley And just ask questions and try to understand what they believe. And maybe even try to work it backwards to what value are they using to reach their conclusions. Not if, you know, the goal here isn't to prove that their conclusion is wrong or their story is wrong. The goal is to work it backwards and understand their value. And if you keep doing that, I, I think sometimes it actually works out that you can get to the end of the discussion and say, wow, I understand where he's coming from. I understand what's important to him, what his value is. It's not the way I think, and it's not the value that I would have used to, to judge that. But you've become a little bit closer to him because you understand the values that uh, he uses to evaluate things. And he may not, or she, may not even know what value they're using. But once you can identify that value, then it makes, you'll have a lot more luck in bringing up another value and asking how would that apply in this situation um, then you do from bringing that up from the beginning before the person has even identified the values that they're operating from um, I know there's a lot of work and you're probably saying you're crazy I'm not going to go through all that well I think a few of us have to go through and do that if we want to make any progress in ending the polarization. Um, Start looking for common sources of news, something that we both can agree on. That's a huge job. Trying to call things what they are, facts, opinions, theories, and then trying to decide what values that our decisions are based on. It's a big job doing all three of those, but it's also a job we need to be doing not only with when we're listening to someone else, but it's a job we need to be doing ourselves. Um, and maybe if if get enough people looking for a 
a news that's objective, though. Maybe our market would create one. I mean, that's how things work in this country. If there's a market for it, somebody will find it. But right now, I, I think most of us just want the easy road. We want to tune in to Rachel Maddow and have her explain to us why the other side is complete crap. Uh, and they're complete idiots and they know nothing. Um, and put it together in a good story, make it sound good, and we feel good about our uh, own righteousness and the position that we have in the world. But, um, if we all continue that, I think the world's going to stay about the same as it is and or deteriorate. I don't think we're going to solve the big problems that we've got to solve. I think we're going to stay polarized. We're not going to make compromises. We're not going to work on things that need working on. I think we'll have these alternating four to eight year presidencies from the other side, you know, switching parties and stuff. Um, because both sides get nothing done uh, and we don't seem to be making much. I, I think our country's actually making progress in some ways. But I don't think our political system's making progress much. Um, anyway, that's just my two cents. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan on having meaningful political dis discussions. Have a good one. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.